listening to The Gender Rebels, a question and answer podcast that explores life outside of the gender binary. I'm Kathleen, a cisgender woman and ally living in Brooklyn. And I'm Faith, a transgender woman who also lives in Brooklyn. We'll be exploring topics like hormones, surgery, coming out, pronouns, LGBT stuff, and Q stuff, boys, girls, and everything in between. And if you disagree with us, factually, morally, or scientifically, then you're probably wrong. Hey, Faith, I got a question. Okay, shoot. Not literally. Oh, come on. I unloaded my gun and locked it safely away. Oh, thank you. Everyone knows that you're not really your preferred gender until after you've had the surgery. And I think you guys know what surgery I'm talking about. Why do so few transies do it? Why do so few transies get the surgery? And by that, the surgery. surgery. I think by that she means get some fancy spanking new genitals installed. That's right. Oh, here's our warning right at the top. Spoiler alert. We're talking about junk today. Yeah. And we should have mentioned that at the beginning. Oh, well. Welcome to Junk Talk. Why do so few transies choose to get new junk? Yes. I think there's probably as many reasons as there are individual trans people. How many individual trans people are there? Four. (laughs) So I think for a lot of people, what we're talking about is the surgery Mm -hmm. is sometimes called SRS, sexual reassignment surgery, sometimes called GRS, gender reassignment surgery. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, I think, favor the latter term because, you know, words are loaded. And I've also heard gender confirming Gender confirming surgery. Confirmation surgery. Yes. So it's confirmation, like when you were in eighth grade. Exactly. And Catholic. And you get to pick a new name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why do so few people get it? Well, a lot of the time, what we should bring up, one, this is not the kind of surgery that you can just head down to the local urgent care and kind of get. This is a highly invasive surgery. Mm -hmm. Incredibly invasive. And well, find me a surgery that's not anything laparoscopic. It's still in you. Yeah, but it's not as removing a wart is not super invasive. Yeah, okay, it's not on the open. There's no bone saws involved, but it's gonna be. It's a pretty. It's a pretty intensive surgery. Oh, oh, I'm not saying it's got a long recovery time. I'm saying by definition is yes. Sorry. As far as surgeries go, it's pretty gruesome one. What? Wait. Once again, find me a surgery that isn't gruesome. Okay, what I'm just saying is it's a complex surgical procedure. Of course. And it's, it has a very long recovery time. And I think for a lot of trans people, your genitals are something that you don't generally share with the world. Mm. Um, I mean, that's true for most people, but it's mm-hmm. also true for trans people. You can live your life as the gender that you identify with without having anyone really come in contact with your genitals. Mm -hmm. And so for some people, that's fine. The risk of of surgery or the discomfort of surgery Mm -hmm. or the cost cost and the recovery may not be worth it for something that, you know, say, for instance, your partner already, you know, if you have a sexual partner or romantic partner may already be aware of what you're your pants situation is and your pants situation and they that you know so that may be something that you're okay with mm-hmm. do you know the um, numbers roughly 
of trans- for how many transgender people? I don't know that there are numbers. Do you well, know that there are numbers? Good thing. Yes? I did a little research. Oh, good. Recently, yeah. the U.S. Transgender Survey Report okay. was released, and they have up-to-date numbers that we will discuss in a future episode. But as of the time of this recording... What I can tell you are the numbers from an advocate report from 2014, and that is only 33% of transgender people have any kind of gender-confirming surgery. So that could be genital surgery, facial surgery, voice surgery, breast implants, breast reduction. So that's only 33% report going for any of them. And 14% of transgender women, 21% of transgender men, not interested in ever having genital surgery. So to be honest, and I was kind of kidding about this, to call it the surgery is a little bit disingenuous because it's not even the number one surgery that transgender people get. No, but it's, it's like we said, it's a complex, it's a complex thing. And many people just don't necessarily want it. Mm -hmm. For them, it may be something that no one is going to see their junk Mm -hmm. and they can live their lives happily as the gender with which they identify without anyone ever seeing their junk and and healthily i mean all surgery has risks um so beyond that the recovery period what we have to figure out you know what we're going to call it if you don't want to call it highly invasive but it's a complex surgery it's a very complicated surgery there's a lot of moving parts in this surgery. I never said it wasn't highly invasive. Okay. The point I there. I said a lot well, of Well, what surgery. term would you like me to use? Complex. Complex. It's an incredibly complex surgery, and there's a long recovery time. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe up to a month. And, and you're dealing with two different systems. You're dealing mm-hmm. with sexuality, but also the genitourinary situation. You have to make sure they're able to pee afterwards, and ideally that they're orgasmic afterwards. Yeah, there can be a lot of, in the case of MTFs, there's mm-hmm. a lot of dilating. Which what is, is dilating? Dilating is they give you basically dilators, which are kind of like tubes. Okay. And you basically have to stick them up in you, which is not as fun as it sounds. This is uh, from after, what I've heard, yeah, after, your after surgery, has been and they come in different sizes, mm-hmm. and you gotta, you know, graduate from one to the other, and otherwise it'll close up. Understood. And that's something you have to do for a long time, and it is apparently, from what I've heard, not that fun. At and the risk of sounding dismissive, mm-hmm. it's like how if you don't wear earrings. Your pierced ears close up. Basically. Okay. Similar. The body wants to heal itself, and it's going to be like, hey, here's a thing that we can close up. Mm-hmm. Let's get going, body. Mm-hmm. Um, get some scar tissue down. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's a big thing. A lot of people can't take three weeks or a month off work. Sure. sure. And speaking of that, one, secondly, there's there it's growing, but there are not that many doctors who can do the surgery. Sure. You brought up having a wart removed. You know, any GP can do that, mm-hmm. but... Here, it's, it is something that requires a specialist, and there can be long waiting lists mm. for these specialists. Yeah, especially if you want a doctor that your plan covers, even then, and that's going to be expensive. Another issue is, is cost, because as you mentioned, plans. A lot of healthcare plans don't cover transgender-related care. That's not care at all? Like not, not care at meds? All. Not... Sometimes it's meds, but not surgery. It depends wow. on the plan. I've heard of plans that don't cover anything. Sheesh. I'm lucky in that my plan would cover surgery, but 
not other surgeries. So if I wanted to get FFS or breast implants or something like that, that wouldn't be covered. But it only covers gender confirmation surgery in covers, specifically yeah. genitals. Exactly. Okay. And there's also the expense. Even if you have health insurance, it can be quite expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of, and, and usually to get on a waiting list, you have to pay a certain percentage up front. Mm. Whether that's you know 10%, 20%, whatever it is, it may depend on the doctor. Mm-hmm. But to get on a waiting list, you're paying, it may cost thirty to $40,000. And you may be paying three to five or so mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. And even with insurance, it can still be incredibly expensive. I know someone who was considering going to Thailand, where this surgery is a little more common in the, than in the U.S., mm-hmm. because the flight to Thailand, the stay at in Thailand, they have kind of a clinic mm-hmm. that's kind of a little village. <laughs> and it's all trans women, and they're all in various stages of recovery. Mm-hmm. And somebody needs to write a sitcom. They should. Set there. Yes. And it's actually cheaper for her to fly over, stay there, get the surgery in Thailand, and fly back than it is to do it than here. Than it is to do it here with health insurance. Wow. So, probably ex- faster, too, like you're saying. Exactly. There's no waiting list. Or, or, or maybe a shorter waiting list. Mm-hmm. So, it's very difficult. <sighs> and this may change as. Society changes as oh, I expected to. You know, yeah. transgender people become more a normal part of society, or more considered a normal part of society. Mm-hmm. And it may be something that is more common. It may be it may grow less expensive, mm-hmm. and it might become something that's more common. But for now, there are so many obstacles. Not even your personal reasons, but just financial obstacles, sure. time obstacles. I mean, even if you get foot surgery, it's a whole thing to plan and what's the recovery and what will I have to do afterwards and how's this going to work with my job? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's and then it's that times dilators mm-hmm. or how is it going to be going to the bathroom or do I need help around the house yeah. for the first few days or will I need dressings changed? What about follow up visits? Oh, I understand. A lot it's, of it. There's and- a lot. And it can be that there are complications. Mm-hmm. Because again, surgery, they've gotten so much, doctors have gotten so much better at the sur- I mean, sure. not to say better, but so much more experience at the surgery. They've developed brand new techniques. There's even transgender surgeon who does this. Marcy Browers. Marcy Browers. Yeah. And even with all the advances made, there can still be complications. Anytime you go into surgery, every body is unique. Every a- reaction is unique. Of course. Sometimes, yes, you get the best case scenario. Mm-hmm. Other times, you get a lot of complications. Sure, sure. And that may also be another reason why someone would maybe not consider this. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's a big decision. It's a huge decision. And I think for a lot of trans people, even people who want the surgery, it can often be very difficult to find a doctor, very difficult to find a doctor you can afford, mm-hmm. very difficult to get the time to recover, to have the support network you need sure. to get you through that recovery time, mm-hmm. and often just to have the the personal wherewithal to be willing to take that risk when sure. chances are, even though the risk is minimal, but you're living your life already, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. may not be as perfect as you want. It might but not be necessary. It, yeah. that, that risk, even if it's minimal, may not be worth it, especially if you can't afford it. Sure. Well, obviously, if you can't afford it, then there's your decision. Yeah. But I have heard of people getting, like, applying for, like, five credit cards at once. Wow. 
maxing them all out so they can get the surgery. And then just paying it off yeah. for years. For years, yeah. Wow. So, how does it work? The surgery? Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I think the whole thing they is... They do Dr. Faith. <laughs> I am actually a legitimate medical doctor. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> Only, Including me until this very only, moment. Only in Yugoslavia, which <laughs> does not technically exist anymore. So, who so knows? It's, it's hard to find an yeah, appointment at a hospital. Very difficult. The old question, I remember the old comment. Are you going to say hear, the old comment? Are you going to say that old get, go get your dick cut off? Oh, Did that's... it hurt when you got your dick cut off? What was your comment that you were going to make? The one that rhymes, that's so cute, What's that everyone set on. Are you going to make me say it? Yeah. It's easier to dig a hole than build oh, a hole. Oh, that one. Everyone, let's never say that again. Right. I'm tempted to edit that out. I think I said that on one of our podcasts. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people it's say not, it. It's a rare, small community. We don't get a lot of, <laughs> we don't get a lot of aphorisms. If you think you're the only Much ones. Much less rhyming ones. If you think you're the only one saying it, you're wrong. Okay. But the point is, okay, they don't actually <laughs> cut your dick off. What they do is they slice up your dick and sew it together differently. Under anesthesia. And so yeah. stop screaming, cis that was, men. That was actually one of my favorite comments. Calpurnia Adams, icon in the trans community. Yes. Had a video once where she was like, she was like answering questions. And one of them was like, did it hurt when they cut your dick off? And she's like, no, they have this thing called anesthesia. <laughs> yeah. So basically, what they do is they will take the parts of the penis and reconstruct it basically inside out into a vagina. And there's other versions of the surgery, which I think are used less now, mm -hmm. which like actually construct the vaginal walls from pieces of intestine, large oh, intestine. Okay. And that one's self-lubricating, fancy schmancy. But wow. But it can be. There's a, you know, often like a thousand times more complications with those. Mm. So I think they're like, keep they're, it simple. Keep it simple. Turn the genitals into the genitals. Turn the genitals inside out. The testicles are removed. The scrotal area, skin, and all that is reconstructed into labia, mm -hmm. and all the nerves from the penis are kind of intact. Intact. They don't and cut the nerves. They just move all, it around. They're all shifted and crumped together into a new little clit and mm -hmm. there you go. So a lot of trans ladies can, you know, uh, retain full sexual function. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For I'd heard about the new and improved vagina too. What's that one? Well, if you keep the prostate, which is a site oh, of some yeah. sexual stimulation and that is sort of put at the end of the vaginal canal, Wow. I've heard of people who have that, yeah. I am interested to not ask them about it, but to read maybe what they've written about it. Yeah. So that's how lady junk can mm -hmm. be formed out of boy junk. Yes. And I, as you mentioned, trans men, a lot of a lot fewer of them mm -hmm. opt for surgery than trans women. Mm -hmm. You just were watching a video on... Yes, we were just on... watching a video <laughs> On the surgery that they do for that. Mm -hmm. And in that one, a lot of the female genitals are actually tucked up neatly inside. Mm -hmm. So they scoop those out with an ice cream scoop. Actually, okay, so a lot of the reproductive <laughs> anatomy is removed. The internal reproductive. The internal reproductive anatomy. And they will use skin. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, well, first off, the labia are actually formed into testicles. 
The scrotum. Scrotum. Mm -hmm. And they actually stick some nudicles in there for you. What's a nudicle? Nudicle is a synthetic testicle, usually made of nylon or something. But what a cute name that is. Yes, it is. What's a nudicle? A nudicle, because it's new. Faith is referring to. Nudicles are a yeah. ridiculous product that exists for people who got their dogs fixed, but still want their dog to have that healthy, dangly, not fixed look. So I I give you one chance to guess the gender of the person who tends to buy nudicles. So they are for dogs, for after neutering, and they are prosthetic testicles. Continue. So... They have nudicles for people, too. The trans man gets some probably higher grade medical nudicles. Mm-hmm. And then skin from the, you know, from an arm or maybe a leg mm-hmm. is basically used to form a phallus. Mm-hmm. And I've read that they can basically install little pumps inside that that you can control with a little control where you squeeze your balls mm-hmm. and then your dick gets hard. And then you can release it. Is it really squeezing the balls to make? Yeah, it they put it in the balls. So cool. Yeah. So trans men can also maintain sexual function, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And and but, they they route the urethra through the the phallus. Yeah. Pee with your penis. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Standing up at a gross, disgusting urinal. Have at it, guys. Yeah. Like the trans women surgery, trans. Male surgeries are expensive, mm. rare, mm. and difficult to get. Sure. I don't know recovery time one versus the other, which may have more or longer recovery time, but they're probably about similar, I would guess. But you still have the issues of expense. Of course. You know, potential issues. If anything goes wrong. Anything goes wrong. Potential complications. Long waiting lists. Not a lot of doctors doing this. So even for those trans men who want it, it mm-hmm. can be difficult. Do they have a situation like our friend who's going to Thailand? Is that I don't, an option? I don't know of like a trans man's haven yeah. somewhere. Yeah. All right. Well, good to know. So listeners, thank you for sticking with us through this episode. We have two videos down below. They're very good. They're pretty short. They're like two and a half minutes each. Not real people, not blood. They're just computer animation Mm -hmm. that is pretty straightforward and simple about how these two surgeries happen. And I encourage you to check it out if you're interested in a little more of the nuts and bolts involved. If you want it with the blood, you can just Google it. Yeah, I'm not going to link to that. Yeah, don't. We're not going to Google it, so we're not going to supply a link to. You know how to use Google. Go, go do that. Don't Mm -hmm. tell us or Bing, whatever you want. You can Bing it if you want. Well, thanks, Faith. That's really helpful. Good. Um, I hope I got that right. If I didn't, let us know. Let us know. I mean, chances are you probably heard wrong, but (laughs) if we did get any details wrong, or if you have had a personal experience with this Mm -hmm. and want to share. Please write to us below. You can follow us on Twitter at the Gender Rebels or email us questions at genderrebels.com. We'd be happy to answer your questions or read your thoughts out loud on the air or maybe even interview you on our show. Yeah, absolutely. And one piece of advice for cisgender people meeting a transgender person, don't ask if they've had the surgery. Don't ask about their genitals, just as you wouldn't ask another cisgender person about their genitals. None of your business. Don't ask. I should say, though, 
You need to be more specific. For cis men out there in America, <laughs> don't ask about anyone's genitals. <laughs> and you don't need to share anything about your own. Don't ask about your buddies. Don't ask about your dates, unless you're married to her. Even then. Even then, use let her your share. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you so much. Talk to you next time. Bye. Thanks again for listening to The Gender Rebels. Please send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com. If you like us, please leave a five-star review on iTunes. That makes it easier for other people to find us. Music for The Gender Rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Find the link down below or download them on iTunes today. And for more of The Gender Rebels, visit our website, genderrebels.com. Gender Rebels is a Comeback Zinc production. Copyright 2016. All rights reserved. And to all you Gender Rebels out there, keep rebelling. Bye! Mm -hmm. it's in the future but by the, the time this is released the report will cop is looking this up in the meantime i'd like to share a word with our sponsors thompson's vaginas <laughs> if you want a vagina installed get a thompson's vagina why are thompson's the best <laughs> well let's tell you oh i found the numbers <laughs> stop talking about thompson's vaginas they're checked in and clear okay <laughs> Recently, yeah. the U.S. Transgender Survey report okay. was released. From an advocate report from 2014, and that is that only... Maybe another word from our sponsor? Henderson's vaginas are even better than Thompson's. Why are Henderson vaginas <laughs> superior? Why have one hole when you can have two? According to...